Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls, the official supermarket of Gramlich and McLean. Mac, it is time to crown a champion today. We will preview the ACC championship between Louisville and Florida State. This is going to be our final episode of the week, so make sure you guys really lock in. We're going to dive into every aspect of this game. It will be played Saturday at 8 p.m. on ABC. Mac and the squad will be there. Florida State is a two-point favorite. We're recording this on Tuesday, so wow, that number seems pretty low. But Mac... (laughs) I know you are pumped to be there in person for this ACC championship game. Yeah, KG, I can't wait. And, uh, you know, speaking of that line, looking at that line, it, it's actually moved quite a bit. It, it yeah. opened uh, with Florida State four and a half, um, which maybe you would think it would even be a little bit bigger than that. And now is down to two. So mm. the public is all in with the cards, it seems like, moving and, and shaking that a little bit there, uh, which is always fascinating and interesting how these lines can be kind of you know, manipulated with this thing, but jacked up to be there. Cannot wait. Um, it's crazy to think about just how fast this season is flying by um, and, yeah. and just have gone. Uh, you know, it, it's so funny. I know we talked about that last time, but uh, it really is. And we're here. I'm excited. Uh, Katie George is on the call, so she gets ah. to, to be kind of the homegrown. Uh, I'm hoping we have her that. on the set. That's right. I'm, I'm hoping we have her on the set and we can have a little EJ versus Katie, some Ooh. debate, some, some fun kind of alumni back yeah. and forth there. Uh, will we'll be really fun. But real quick, before we jump into this episode, KG, let's get to a message from our friends over at Ingles. It's time to discover the convenience and time savings of contact-free pickup with Ingles Curbside. Just visit shop.ingles-markets.com or download the app. And your Ingles personal shopper gets to work with specialized training on how to select the freshest items for a pre-scheduled pickup. They'll even text you with updates. You pull up to a designated space and your personal shopper delivers your items right to your vehicle. Fresh, fast, and affordable. It's all in the bag. Ingles. Low prices. Love the savings. Mac, before we get into this game, I am going to throw something out there. If I have time at the end of this week, which is a Big if, because I'm traveling for most of the week and we'll get back Friday. But I'll be watching the ACC championship from my couch, you know, probably my favorite place to watch a game. And (laughs) I was thinking I would head over to Ingalls. And I wanted to make a Kentucky delicacy, or at least pick up a Kentucky delicacy. I'm thinking fried chicken makes a lot of sense for Kentucky. Come on. And then I'm trying to figure out what I should do for a Florida delicacy. Something that they're known for in Florida. When I looked up Florida food, the first thing that popped up was key lime pie. But I am not sure I have time yes. to do that. We'll see. If I have time, well, I'm going to do I it. I bet Ingles sells it. I bet you can oh, find one there at okay. the bakery section. That's a good idea. Save you some time. Well, But I bet if you uh, if you ask some Clemson fans, they might have an idea on what uh, what is a Florida State delicacy. I won't say that. That was kind of a shot. <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought of it. As soon as you said it, that was the first thing that popped in my mind. It's so funny. Well, uh, but anyway, go ahead. You know where go I'm ahead. not going? Publix. And yeah, you know what I'm not getting? <laughs> Crab legs. Anyway. So that was hilarious. It all in all seriousness, if you're a Florida State fan, because I think I'm pretty set on the fried chicken for Kentucky, but if someone wants to tell me something else, by all means. But if you're a Florida State fan, comment below of what I should and remember, I am not a chef. I have a limited <laughs> skill set. So something that's a little easier 
Uh, maybe something that you're having at your tailgate that you're getting at Ingalls. Just, just let there me you know. Go. Let me know on that can one. Can you find some? Uh, can Can you find some gator? Do some like gator Ooh, nuggets. Some gator. That, that's also another good one. That's a good one. Well, I don't know if they have that in Ingalls up in uh, in the Upstate. The easiest thing too would just be to make some cocktails. But I'm mm, trying to. There we go. You know, keep like a it. sunrise cocktail. I, I get Florida vibes yeah, from that. Something, something with orange. orange, and then for yeah. Kentucky, a mint julep, obviously. Of course. Which oh. you know, but. We'll see if I started that early in the day, who knows, who knows what would happen to me. Okay. Let's get into this football game. I'm just going by the AP poll rankings right now because the playoff rankings come out tonight. We're recording this Tuesday, number 15, Louisville versus number four, Florida state. Louisville only dropped to 15 in the AP. We'll see where they end up in the, in the playoff rankings. But Mac, I just want to start with this. You talk about Florida state being a two point favorite. On the season, Florida State seven and five against the spread. Louisville six five and one against the spread. So neither Yikes. team is great. Probably don't need to say, oh, okay, the X team always covers. That's not true. This is Florida State's first title game since 2014, and this is Louisville's first conference title game ever for their football wow. program. And Jeff Brom said this, Mac. For us, we've got to prove our value. We've got to go out there and make this a competitive game, give it our best shot, come ready to play, prove that we're a capable team and do it for four quarters. Anything can happen if you come prepared, blah, blah, blah. I like what he's saying about prove our value. I do not like that in the quote, he's saying we've got to make this a competitive game. I, right. I don't know if that sends the right message, but let's just start with your overall thoughts on this matchup, Mac. Well, yeah. I mean, right when you said that, my eyes were kind of like, huh, what? make it competitive uh but maybe he's you know just being humble and, and whatever sure, underdog sure, sure. mentality i don't know maybe i like proving create. our value because i think louisville yeah does have a lot to prove in this game sure i don't think there's any question especially you know losing to kentucky and and you know if you lose two in a row here now a lot of people are just going to point back to that schedule and be like right. oh we kind of right. you know we thought this is what we thought uh you know so there is something to that and and you know i, I don't think should put any damper on the season but you know, kind of in the moment, you know, it did there yeah, it for will. a bit. But hopefully people, hopefully people can kind of look past it because a lot of things that this team was able to do. And, man, what a great foundation that they have built uh, when you look at Louisville and, and the things that they've been able to do uh, just in year one. Um, you know, with somebody else's players, I know they have a bunch from the transfer portal, mm-hmm. but still, you know, to really get in and to build that culture, it, it does take time. And, and so I'm excited to continue to see that. think that this Louisville team is is going to be a team that, really pushes to play in this game for years to come. And uh, that, that's a good thing, right? Like that, that's what you want. You know, you, you want some sustainability. You want some competitive edge just from the the upper echelon of the conference. You know, for so long, it was just Florida State. And then Clemson starts to come up a little bit. And then Clemson kind of takes over. And then it's just, you know, a revolving door of right. who was number two for that given season. You know, can Louisville with Coach Brom and, and the things that he wants to do, can Florida State and the things Coach Mike Norvell built, can Clemson get back? Uh, and, and you have a, a bigger race up there, a team like North Carolina State. And, and again, the things that how consistent they've been. So I, I am excited from that standpoint um, because it has been a great year in the ACC. I mean, you look at what the conference was able to do outside of conference play when you go and play these other teams uh, and, and we get rewarded, you know, with with a nice matchup here with two teams. And, and you think, you know, how much better could it have been? Could one or two games, you know, been just a little bit different? But and excited Matt, for this matchup. Let me add this too. We always say, and I think I said this as one of our preview episodes when we talked about no more divisions, and we were like, "How could it not be Clemson versus Florida State?" And I said, "It's college football." 
crazy things happen. And of course, we have Florida State Louisville. Let's start with the Florida State offense, Mac. Tate Rotomaker versus Florida completed under 50% of his passes, 134 yards. They did run the ball well, 90 yards there. Trey Benson had three touchdowns. Ironically, Mac, the last time these two played was last year, and Tate Rotomaker had to come in when Jordan Travis got hurt. I'm sure both these fan bases remember that game. Florida State escaped on the road 35 to 31. What I feel like the the defense is the strongest unit now for Florida State. And we'll talk about that, but what does this Florida State offense need to do to win this game? Yeah. Well, you know, for me, I, I think it is, you know, a, a little bit simple, but it, it's going to take time. It's going to take practice. I mean, you know, I, I said this yesterday or, or a couple of days ago, excuse me, and, you know, just talking about what would I do game plan wise and, and how would I get them going and, and what kind of things would you look at? And for me, that that relationship with Keon Coleman and Tate Rodemaker has to accelerate very quickly. Um, that, that has to be a guy where, you know, coaches call in plays for him. Uh, you know, to, for Keon to be the key guy, to be the first read, to be the home run threat, mm-hmm. uh, because this is this is a little bit do or die in regards to the playoff. Um, you know, and, and not even a little bit. It is. If you lose, yeah. it's over. You know, you're going to the Orange Bowl. <laughs> uh, maybe actually, you you might go to a lesser bowl than that because you know Louisville will go there. So for me, when you look at this thing, it, it's all the stops have to come out. It, it's aiming, you know, for the absolute peak of this has to be the best game that we've ever played. This has to be the best game I've ever called uh, from a, a play-calling perspective there for Coach Mike Norvell. So I would love to see that, you know, again, w- with only having one catch last week uh, for Keon Coleman. I mean, that, that's just bizarre. It just cannot happen. And, you know, there's probably a little bit of a conservative nature within that, you know, trying not to, number one, buy the quarterback. Like, I don't want to be the guy that loses us the game. Uh, but also from from Coach Norvell's, you know, standpoint of, hey, let's just win. Let's find a way, whatever it takes. And, and you saw them run the ball a little bit more effectively, you know, towards the end of the game there. So I think you throw that out the window because I, I think that, you know, you you have to get ready for this playoff. And the only way to do that is obviously winning. But then number two is you, you cannot play conservative against Georgia. You cannot play conservative mm-hmm. against Washington or Oregon or Alabama, whoever's going to be in there if you make it. You will lose badly. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to get comfortable in this live action game of taking shots, of getting your people involved, getting your great playmakers involved. And so I think that starts right now. Um, and and so of course I want a heavy dose of the run game because Trey Benson, Toa Feely, yeah. uh, Hill, th- those guys are too good to to not have a part of this game. I'm not saying you throw it 50 times a game, but I am saying I need at least double digit targets. You know, from my guy Keon Coleman. Like that. That just it has to be a way, or at least double-digit touches. Some, somehow, some way, whether you're handing it to him, throwing it to him, whatever like it that. is, he's got to be involved, right? And, and I just think that's going to be a prominent thing for them from the quarterback wide receiver position, KG. Mac, I'm going to push back a little because I think they can win this game being conservative. No, 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 not this one. I think I they can win this one. But It's I, the next one. I agree. I agree. But I think <laughs> – okay, so you agree. So they can. And I think they most likely will – be pretty conservative with Rotomaker because here's the beauty of it. This game is so early. You have a month, a literal month, if you make the playoff to get Rotomaker ready. I mean, Mac, you went through a similar thing with Cole Stout with Clemson. <laughs> they got him ready for the OU game and he balled out. Now they'll be playing a better team. I get that. So 
I, I imagine we'll see a more conservative gameplay. Now, can they target Keon Coleman more than the Florida game? Yes, they should. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think the key for Florida State, like it's been all years, to not turn the ball over. And that's really what Rotomaker has to do. I think he truly has to manage this game, Mac. Sure, sure. And, and again, I, I get the practice thing. I really do. And, but it's not you know, obviously being a guy. I know. It's not. I, know. I mean, it's different when guys are literally trying to hurt you, trying to hit you. Uh, when, when you're throwing in a tight knit window, they're not just tagging off on your guy. They're going to try to knock him out or they're going to try to take that ball. And so that, that's the part to me, KG. I do think that. I, I think that these guys can run the ball. They can play, you know, let's just pitch and catch and, you know, get the first down, whatever it is. But like I said, you can't do that against those teams I just named off. I mean, you, you will, you'll be embarrassed. Um, so I think you have to start that now. Now, you don't want to lose the game. You don't want to be out there just slinging the pill and throwing picks and, and things of that nature. So it's going to be a fantastic balance, and, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to see it. So, again, I, I would lean, like I said, a heavy dose on those guys up front uh, running the football. Let's see a lot of counter. Let's see a lot of power uh, and, and really try to exert that dominance because this Louisville defense is for real, and those guys are, are, are going to do their best of taking the ball away and getting in the backfield. Glad you brought that up, Mac. Let's transition to the Louisville defense. Uh, Louisville is number one in the ACC in rush defense, only allowing 97 rushing yards per game. And we've just talked about Florida State. They are going to need a heavy dose of the run game. Florida State didn't run it as well in the first half against Florida, but then they got things Mm. going in the second half, and they wore Florida down. That's my key for Louisville in this. Yes, your rush defense has been really, really good. This is probably the best rushing attack that you have faced. Honestly, Kentucky ran the ball well, and that's not you're not feeling good about that going into this game. But I think my key is, can you not get worn down where in the fourth quarter, Benson breaks a 70-yarder and it blows the game open? Right. I think that's right. what's going to be really important for Louisville. Yeah, I do too. And again, you you look defensively, okay, what what did we just see from this team that we're about to play in Florida State? We say a guy in, in Tate Rotomaker that, that kind of held on to the ball a little bit too long against you know a good front. I mean, there's NFL guys over there, but not as elite and not what we have seen like we have from this Louisville team, who who has absolutely gotten after the quarterback, who has a werewolf in Ashton Gelati and, and going to make his presence right. felt there. Um, so you look at what do you do? How, how do you how do you go against that? Inadvertently, I, I would think that maybe KG that that Louisville thinks that FSU thinks like you think uh, that they're going to be conservative, <laughs> that they're going to try to run the ball. How do you combat that? I, I'd load the box up. I really would. I, I would make it heavy. Yeah. I would make it uncomfortable. I'm doing stunts, blitzes, all kinds of things to say, hey, throw the ball. We're challenging you to throw the ball. Yeah, with his arm. And and press on the outside. uh, Be physical with those big, great, talented wide receivers. And let's see. Let's see if you can do it. Now, the good thing of this, you have a couple of halves and and you can adjust. Uh, You know, you can make this happen. You know, if he comes out there guns blazing, then get out. Just play your normal base defense and blitz when you want and things of that nature. But that would kind of be my, you know, motive there. If if I'm Louisville, is I'm trying to confuse this guy. Uh, I'm trying to show him things that he doesn't see, and then move post snap um, to where it's okay. We we got to get in his head. Uh, you know, this is this is an inexperienced guy. He's not young. He's been around, uh, but he's inexperienced from a starter perspective. And this is a championship level game. Uh, let, let's go. Let, let's try to pressure him. Try to shut it down and really see what happens. Because when you load up the box. And you, you ask any great coach this, uh, you know, when, when they're playing a team that is balanced, and both these offenses are, 
the first thing that you should do is take away the run. That's what you should try to do because if a team can run on you, number one, it's demoralizing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because you're just getting pushed around, just snap after snap, blowing this thing open. But then number two, KG, it opens up everything else in the offense because you are dictating the pace if, if you can run the football. So that's why I say for Louisville, I'm loading it up. I, I'm trying to pressure them. I'm trying to, to really force the issue and say, beat us with your arm. Let's see if you can do that. For sure. And that's what I think anybody would do against this Florida State team now without Jordan Travis. Mac, Florida State, well, no, let's transition now to Louisville's office. And I'll, I'll say this. Florida State has allowed 20 points or fewer in each of their last eight games. Yeah. So before we get to this Louisville offense and what they need to do, can Louisville win this game if they score less than 20? I do not think so. <laughs> I don't think so. No way, right? <laughs> you got to score some points. You've yeah. got to score. Yeah, You've got to be so. able to break that plateau where the Seminoles yeah. have been so good defensively in their last eight games, going back probably to the Clemson game. That's the last time someone scored more than 20, I would imagine, if we're looking at that yeah. stat. So Louisville offensively, Mac, I think the three turnovers against Kentucky were incredibly detrimental. We all know that. They outgained the Wildcats 403 to 289 but they made big mistakes. They had fumbles, which is pretty uncharacteristic of Louisville. They've been decent in the turnover. They've lost quite a few turnovers this year, but they've also forced turnovers, much more than Florida State. How do they get Garindo and Jawar Jordan going? That's the key for me with Louisville. Florida State's allowing about 140 rushing yards per game, so not as good as Louisville against the run. But we talked about Florida State running the ball. Louisville's got to run it too, Mac. These teams kind of profile similarly offensively now. Now that Jordan Travis is out, it's just that right. Florida State has game changers on the outside, but can they get him the ball? Yeah. No, it, it was interesting. You know, we were having this conversation maybe three weeks ago, you know, EJ and I, and, you know, just watching the tape and you're like, man, these these teams are eerily similar mm-hmm. with what they want to do. They want to run. They want to be explosive, big plays through the air and on the ground. Defenses will get after you, you know, do a bunch of different things. Athletes everywhere, a lot of speed. And I, I kind of like, you know, jokingly hit back, well, you know, there's a big quarterback difference. You know, you, exactly. you have a guy in Jordan Travis uh, who is so electric can do all these different things, and now that is gone. So these yep. teams are way more similar. And, and obviously Louisville now has a, a massive edge at the quarterback position and, and the experience and the the playability uh, and just known commodity, I mean, at this point, you know, with, with the things that he's been able to do. So it, it's, it's a little bit different kind of what I think from Louisville versus Florida State offensively because I think Louisville – needs to get started with the run, uh, especially in the first half. Uh, and, and I think you need to be multiple. I think you need to have a plan that, hey, okay, look at these last two major games for FSU, the Miami game, the Florida game. They were getting gashed in the first half running the football. Mm-hmm. We have to counter to their adjustments. We have to adjust to their adjustments in the second half. So maybe set some things up if you can and then have that in your back pocket. So if it's outside stretch zone in the first half, Maybe that it changes a little bit, and, and it's inside zone. Maybe it's a little more gap scheme. Maybe you try to do some duo things of that nature. So I, I'm an, I am fascinated to see that chess match between you know two great play callers with Jeff Brom obviously being the, the play caller for Louisville, and then just what you know th- this defense from Florida State is going to be. And Adam Fuller, the defensive coordinator, has been fantastic at making adjustments. So that is something I would really pay attention to from kind of a, a fan perspective at home when you're watching this game, because you you have, you know, Jawar Jordan obviously is, is a home run threat. He has been very limited lately, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it's injuries. I'm sure those things creeping up. Yeah. He's a great back. I mean, he's carried it 170 times this year. That's a lot. 
uh, averaging right at six and a half, seven yards per carry, you know, 13 touchdowns, dude's a beast. Now you have Isaac Garendo coming in, IG, who's a totally different, but, and yet the same can hurt you with, with his ability. He's a sledgehammer, man, and still averaging six yards a carry. I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, had a walk-off touchdown, broke kind of the game open uh, against Miami there, mm-hmm. and a guy that, you know, I, I would love to see that one-two punch, maybe even on the field at the same time, like we've seen from Clemson, uh, and, and you just don't know where it's going. You, you don't know what to expect. So that's obviously going to be a big key. I think the biggest one, as you said, Kelly, is turnovers. I mean, you, yep. you cannot just be carrying that ball around like a loaf of bread. I mean, it's 12 ounces of gold. You got to hold that thing high and tight, two hands on the ball. Let, let's get going. Uh, I, I don't want to see any drops there, just giving the game away. And then same thing for Jack Plummer, just you can't put the ball in jeopardy. I mean, we, we have seen flashes. He's been relatively consistent, actually, all year long. But we've seen flashes of brilliance. Mm-hmm. We're just looking at him like, man, this dude is on fire. He's getting the ball out to a bunch of different people. He knows the offense. He knows where to go with the football. Kind of that game manager uh, that that will have some oxy and push it downfield at the same time there. Uh, from a receiving standpoint, you know, we, we saw some from Jamari Thrash in that game. Can, can he get closer, you know, to being that guy, to being that go-to guy that can really just blow open, you know, a defense? And then who steps up behind him? Bell, Coleman, Huggins, Bruce, Callaway, you know, all these guys that have had to, you know, now at, at the highest level against this past defense, KG, that has been really good for Florida State. I'm glad you mentioned that, Mac, because you mentioned the injuries. Florida State's not the only team dealing with injuries. Louisville, like you mentioned, Juar Jordan beat up. Thrash has been beat up. So that's something to keep an eye on. And you talk about Florida State and that defense. They held Florida to just 86 passing yards. Now that was a a brand new kind of backup first start for Brown for Florida. But I feel like this defense specifically, we've seen for Florida State the finish for 13, the mantra. Right. I feel like this defense has really taken that to heart when you look at Jared Verse and, and Fisk and these different guys and Deloach and just what they've been doing. It, it feels like the defense understands if we're going to truly finish for 13, we have to play at an elite level every game that we play. Right, right. And yeah, I totally agree with that and, and think, you know, can, can you have this this – you know, superhuman run, which, which we kind of saw get started by Jared Verse and, and yeah. you know, Patrick Payton. I mean, those guys having, you know, like five and a half sacks combined or whatever it was, five sacks combined, you know, against that Florida game, in that Florida game. Um, Kalen Deloach has just been freaky, you know, all year long. That guy is an, an absolute weapon tied for first, you know, on this team with seven sacks there. Um, we know how active he can be in, in the run game. And, and of course, you know, weapon in the passing game as well, kind of defending that. But I, I am interested just how, do, how does FSU play this game? You know, do, do they try to get more speed on the field? Do they try to, you know, have more of a, a, a dime look? You know, EJ mentioned that a couple of different times to, to really go at these guys athletically and, and make sure side to side isn't an issue. Like hmm. you're running guys down, you're taking the right angles. You know, you, you're really taking care of business there on the perimeter, forcing everything into the inside where your big monsters are. I'll be fascinated to see kind of how it starts and then obviously how it finishes. I mentioned that chess match. This this second half, I mean, I know the first half is probably going to be fun, and it might be like two heavyweights kind of feeling each other yeah. out. It might be low scoring and weird and uncomfortable. And then do we see kind of, okay, these dudes are coaching right now. Like, they're going. And, uh, you know, really see a fun kind of second half. I'll be very interested to see that. Um I would also, if I was Florida State, try to pressure Jack Plummer, try to hurry him up 
and, and force him into throwing bad balls because he will. I mean, we've seen that time and time again this year. You know, when Louisville has been in trouble, it's because Jack Plummer is is turning the ball over. So can you can you hurry that up? Can can Jared Verse turn into a Super Saiyan and just be unblockable all all night long and and really force the issue there, or even get the ball? I mean, we saw him against Florida run the full hoop. I know defensive ends and defensive linemen hate that drill, yeah. but it works. <laughs> and that was a live you know experiment of it uh, right there in color, and he got that football. So. I, I again, I can't wait to see this chess match. This is probably going to be, you know, kind of my favorite thing to see. KG again mm-hmm. is this Louisville offense versus FSU defense, and then, like I said, second half adjustments. Mm-hmm. Who is going to win that chess match? It's going to be fantastic. To yeah, see. and and speaking of the second half, does can Louisville avoid being worn down by FSU? I yeah. think Louisville defensively versus Florida State's offense. Mac, I would also add this. Just let's look at this game from an intangibles perspective and just the different factors here. Probably a lot of Florida State fans there, but I I think some Louisville fans probably already bought their tickets too. So we'll see what the makeup is. Mac will have a full report when he's there live in person. But the other part too is Florida State has so much more to lose. Louisville's playing, not necessarily playing with house money. It's not like they're feeling great about themselves, but... (laughs) They have nothing to lose here. Like, they want to come in, spoil the party. I think everyone probably at the ACC, as Mac and I are wearing ACC in shirts, go ACC. (laughs) I think everybody at the ACC, whether they want to say it or not, wants Florida State to win this thing because then the ACC has a shot at the playoff. So there's some freedom in that if you're Louisville, to just come in there and play the villain, play the spoiler, understand (laughs) that you don't have much to lose. I mean, it's true, Mac. Yeah. Win or lose, you're going to the Orange Bowl. Yeah, well, that's Think true. About that. There is that. It's that state. is crazy. It is a little bit of house money from that aspect because you're, you're going. You know, Wait, either way. You, oh, I see what you're saying. Win or lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are that's you where sure? Going. Because I thought I saw something from the Orange Bowl that they said they take yeah. the highest ranked team. They will. So it, it will be interesting to see. Even if Louisville wins, wh- where NC State is. No, no. What if Louisville where, wins and Florida State's ranked higher and still higher? They're still higher. I mean, Louisville <laughs> has one. Awesome. It would have two losses. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. I didn't even factor in well, FSU. Have to take being a the ACC champion. Yeah. Well, I think the, I think they would take the champion, um, and then maybe even Florida State gets a better at large bid, a bigger game, uh, which that would kind of be a win. Uh, would be interesting to see that. But the, I think the real discrepancy, the real question is, if Louisville loses, eight, we only have the eight people right now. We're recording this early, right. guys. It, they're fifteen. Let's say they lose. They drop to 22. NC State's at 17. NC State's going to the Orange Bowl. I mean, that's that's what you're talking about. Or a Clemson. Does Clemson somehow leapfrog everybody? I, I don't think that's possible. But do they leapfrog? So it, it will be, if Louisville loses, it will be the highest-ranked ACC team in the Orange right, Bowl. Right, right. And you're looking at three people staring that down uh, and, and an opportunity kind of vying for that. So that will be fascinating. So if you want to guarantee it, Louisville, get the dub. Well, for sure. Interesting to see there. Yeah. So Louisville, if they win, they go. It's not even if they're still ranked lower than Florida State or whatever, because they'll clinch with an ACC title. That's what I'm reading right right now. So hopefully I'm right on that. Right. But yeah, it's a really good point. If they get blown out, could NC State jump them? It's possible. And it comes down to what we'll see in the playoff (laughs) rankings uh, Tuesday night. So Look for our thoughts on on Twitter on all that if you want more (laughs) of our uh, random musings. But Mac, I am happy before we give a pick here. Just thinking about what could have been. I know we joked about the um, Clemson FSU thing. But if we still had divisions, 
this would be number four Florida State versus six and six Georgia Tech. Or Virginia Tech. It'd be like a coin flip. Well, who won the head-to-head between those two? I don't think they played. Okay, then I guess, yeah, you're right, they didn't. So you're right. Well, I, they, I don't know. They would have played. They would have played. played if we had division. You're right. It would have been George Tech um, or Virginia Tech. So silly. That's what we're dealing with. Could so you imagine? Silly. That's uh, why I'm so glad these up. divisions are gone. You have <laughs> the two teams that have been the two best teams all year. And it's great for the yeah. league, Mac. This championship game has the lowest spread of any of the championship games. And you look at Big Ten, who's still kind of living in the dark ages until they add all these people. That's a 23-point spread. Michigan's playing Gross. Iowa. So gross. I think this is really good for the sport. Let's give a pick. Do you want to go first? Come on. Me to go first. Come on. I do. I do want to go first because when I look at this game, there is a lot of intrigue. Obviously, the different matchups, the different position, the way the line has has disappeared quickly, Mm. Uh, and I can't wait to see. It might be a pick'em come Saturday morning. Uh, I cannot wait to see where we kind of start trending with this thing right here. Um, I still think FSU is the better team. I understand you lost your all-world quarterback. I really do. But I think these guys get it done. I think they win the game. I think the defense, Jared Verse, Patrick Payton, DeLoach, all these guys in the secondary, I think that they step up and we see maybe the best performance that we have from them all year long. And that's that's going to be what it takes, quite frankly. I mean, you, you have to, for the next potential three games, you have to be so laser focused, so locked in, push everything for the side for a month. Just push everything to the side. Honestly, if you're both teams, but obviously Florida State making this this playoff run potential, and let's go accomplish greatness. Come on, ACC commercial, uh, you know, and, and just be able to do these things. And it, I mean, you're legendary. It's once in a lifetime opportunity type thing. Um, and so I hope that they can do that. I hope that they focus in and we see again that total team effort that rallies and, and finds a way. Uh, if Louisville is able to win this game, I, I think it's I think it's the run game. I think they rush for 200-plus. They're controlling the clock. They're making it uncomfortable. And, and a Florida State team that now is like, okay, we got to take shots. We got to score. Turnovers happen. Uh, so that's the only way I see that happening. I, I just I think this Florida State team's too good. So I'm rocking with the Knowles, KG. Mac, this whole – I agree. I'm also taking Florida State. I'm not going to like – leave the people in suspense, even though Mac did finish 49 and 37 on the year. I finished 46 and 40. So make sure you look at Mac's picks. But the fact that this spread is so low is weird to me. Vegas, but they know things, you know, so I don't know what's going on there. But I think this Florida State defense is too good. And I think Florida State specific, I think the defense gets a big turnover that changes things in this game. I really do. Mm-hmm. You have two kind of game managers in there now, Plummer obviously with a lot more experience. You have two great run games, which one can get going. And you have two really good defenses. But the yeah. team that has taken better care of the ball, and honestly it's been more consistent, and you talk about focus, that's been locked in and focused all year is Florida State. So I'm going to take the Knolls. I think this – let's let's go with the score, Mac. I think – I think it ends up being something like 24 to 13 Florida State. I think it's relatively low scoring. Similar to the Florida game, honestly. 24 to 13. Yuck. Uh, I hope not. That sounds so miserable. I'm trying to find out. Where's the offense coming from, Mac? (laughs) Keon, Keon County, baby. Put him at quarterback. Uh, Don't do that. Just kidding. Uh, The line's 48 and a half. Oh, that's probably right. What did you say? Uh, 24 13 FSU. 
24-13. You got to have a higher scoring affair. You're Mac. Yeah. I'm thinking like 35-17. Okay. So Florida State. And maybe it's a second half Scores more maybe maybe. late. Yeah. I like maybe 28. 35-28. Last touchdown late. It'll It'll be a late touchdown to get to 35. I think it'll be kind of close in the again feeling each other out, and then I think Norvell. I think he makes adjustments. He finds a way. So thirty-five seventeen. Nice. That seems ludicrous. Do not take that to the bank. You can take the Knowles <laughs> to the bank though. Uh, but this was fun, KG. We, we're only doing like KG said. This is our last episode for the week. We want to give you guys plenty of time mm-hmm. to dive into this, figure it out. We'll be on social media. Hit us up in the comments. Hit us up there. Uh, whatever you want, we will make it happen and get into it. And Mac, I have to add, because we hopefully have some Louisville fans listening to this pod, I will be calling the Louisville Ole Miss women's game tonight, Wednesday night, Let's go. 9-15 Eastern on ESPNU. It's a top 25 matchup in the ACC-SEC Challenge, so tune in. I think it's going to be a really good game. Come on. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. you got a busy week, KG. i got to get you out of here. Big shout-out to Ingles. Thank you for all your help. We, we couldn't do this without you, and appreciate you guys. And we need your help. We need you to go over to uh, YouTube. I was about to say Instagram. Instagram, too. Go over there. That would be fun uh, as well. But we need you on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Keep jumping in the comments. I was looking at last episode's uh, you know, comments. The Knowles are all over. Oh, Knowles yeah. are loving this thing. Uh, they're, they're rocking and rolling. Uh, you guys just continue to support. We appreciate that. And, of course, the OGs over on Apple Podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you all.